Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, October 30th, 2019, for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast, coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is The Dark Side. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we come humbly before your throne this day, Lord God. We bow down, spiritually speaking. We ask that the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit permeate every single word that go out around the world this day to the hearts, minds, spirits, and souls of your people, Lord God, that they would be ready, watching, waiting, and ready to go up when you call at for lord god it is 11:59 in split seconds just before the imminent return of your one and only begotten son who is none other than the lord and only savior of all mankind and whose name is jesus christ lord jesus thank you for taking my place upon the cross of calvary holy spirit have your way in this day do that which you have prepared and ordained. We command that every principality and power of the air and darkness, every spirit of infirmity, every spirit of confusion be bound this very hour in the name of Jesus Christ. We command that it be done and we plead the blood of Jesus against you. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we begin our broadcast for today, it is with a very touchy subject for many professing Christians. What I am talking about is the age-old celebration of Halloween. Yes, Halloween, of which is openly celebrated each year on October 31st by a majority of the world at large. My friends, I know that for most, a message concerning the non-celebration of Halloween is just not a subject that they want to hear right about now, especially when they have spent so much time and money preparing for it. But as a preacher of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is my duty to warn when it comes to the observation of and practice thereof 
witchcraft, and satanic ritual worship. With that said, in my so doing, I would like to, at this time, my friends, share with you an article written by Mr. Michael Schneider, dated October 27, 2019, titled, When Did Halloween Become So Sick, Twisted, and Gory? Of which he thusly begins by asking, have you noticed each year the overall tone of Halloween just continues to grow darker and darker. The movies get more graphic. The decorations just keep getting gorier and even the costumes just get more twisted. He then shares, when I was growing up, I remember watching relatively benign cartoons such as It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and on Halloween night, we put on our silly store-bought costumes and go out trick-or-treating. It was always a little bit difficult, he said, breathing through the stupid plastic masks, but my siblings and I were eager to gather lots of candy from the neighbor's. Then coming around to the side of reality, he adds, of course, as a child, I did not, I did not have any idea what the real meaning of Halloween was. And so I eagerly participated in the festivities during those years. Mr. Snyder then says, I just thought it was a time to dress up as my favorite cartoon character and eat candy until I felt ill. But as our entire culture, he says, has become more sick, twisted, and gory, so have our Halloween celebrations. Later in this piece, Mr. Schneider states, We are like the proverbial frog in the kettle. Over time, we have become increasingly accustomed to occult influences in our entertainment. And over time, they have just kept turning up the heat. He says, these days, many families eagerly embrace the gory side of Halloween. The following comes from a newspaper article about the Halloween decorations that one family has put up in front of their home in Pennsylvania. A reserve township family of Halloween enthusiasts has turned their front yard into a neighborhood horror attraction. Passersby are greeted by knife-wielding Jason from Friday the 13th. Corpses hanging out of coffins, demonic clowns, vampires, bats, and many more spooky sights. Sound effects are included. We just love Halloween, Daniel Gearing said from in front of his Edison Street home. Really, replied Mr. Snyder, just before going on to say, do they really want children to be traumatized by a knife-wielding Jason and corpses hanging out of coffins as they walk by that house day after day? In his most recent article, says Mr. Schneider, Paul J. Uh, Batora described a house in Colorado Springs that is even worse. He says Mr. Uh, Batora's piece goes like this. Then there's a cobweb-covered house a few miles away from where we live in Colorado Springs with mannequins hanging from the porch rafters. But wait, there's more. A beat-up old car is parked in the driveway, a blood-splattered mannequin hanging out of the window. The last piece of the gory display is a knocked-over baby carriage made to look like it was hit by a car complete with a dead, bloodied child slumped on its side. 
Mr. Batura then adds, and they and they call this entertainment. I call it sick. And is just what Mr. Snyder thinks as well. When he continues by saying, I call it sick too. Mr. Snyder then goes on to ask the question, have we actually sunk so low as a society that bloody splattered babies are now considered to be entertainment? He then declares, he then decides, my friends, to answer his own question by replying, maybe we have. Just before going on to say, but supposedly nobody can stop McCammy Manor. In, other, uh, in order to go through America's scariest attraction, he said, participants must sign a 40-page legal document. The following comes from Newsweek. Deemed to be America's scariest attraction, visitors on a tour to McCammy Manor are willing to be physically psychologically and emotionally tortured in any number of ways, from being chained, dragged, slapped, to being buried alive by several actors playing a part in the tour. The scary antics that unfold can be so unbearable that all visitors are said to be allowed a safe word to stop the tour at any point and are required to sign a detailed 40-page legal waiver and must comply with a host of strict rules, including uh, completing a sports physical and having an official medical note from a doctor stating that you are mentally and physically cleared to participate for your own safety and the safety of other guests. The McCammy Web the McCammy Weber, the McCammy Manor website states. Is it really fun to be physically, psychologically, and emotionally tortured, says Mr. Snyder, just before going on to say, that certainly doesn't sound like fun to me, but this is where our entire country is going. He says, as a society, as our society decays at a pace that is absolutely breathtaking, things are only going to get worse. He then goes on to share that there are some that would like to make Halloween more child-friendly once again. For example, says Mr. Snyder, the Halloween and Costume Association would like to establish a national trick-or-treat day that is held on the last Saturday of October each year. According to Fox News, the Halloween and Costume Association believes that it would be much safer for children to do their trick-or-treating during daylight hours. The HCA claims there are 3,800 Halloween-related injuries each year and that 82% of parents don't use high-visibility aids like reflective tape or glow sticks on their children's costumes. But most kids don't carry flashlight flashlights while out on Halloween, the group claims, while 65% of parents don't discuss Halloween safety with their children. Additionally, 12%, now get this, my friends, additionally, 12% of the children ages 5 and younger reportedly go trick-or-treating without adult supervision, according to their data. That might suffice for the dead baby in the rolled-over uh, stroller. Um, of course, my friends, uh, Mr. Snyder goes on to say many have pointed out that 
the Halloween and Costume uh, Association only wants this change so that they can make more money. And to that, he says, it is almost certainly true. As Mr. Snyder continues, he as well points out, and the truth is, that he, he says that making cosmetic changes to this holiday does nothing to change the underlying spiritual purpose that it has always had. He continues by sharing, as Fox, Fox News has noted, this holiday was known as the ancient occult festival of Samhain, long before it was ever known as Halloween. In addition, Mr. Snyder states that according to the History Channel, All Hallows' Eve has been celebrated on October 31st for thousands of years, originating with the Celtic celebration of Samhain to honor the boundary between the living and the dead. Virtually all of our current Halloween traditions, he says, can be traced directly back to ancient pagan religious practices. He goes on to say, so I don't celebrate Halloween, and I haven't celebrated it for many years. He continues by saying, it has been said that you are what you eat. Similarly, what you feed your mind is what you will eventually become. Mr. Snyder moves on to close his piece by pointing out a truth when he states this week, millions upon millions of Americans will open, their, open the doors of their minds and will eagerly embrace everything that is dark, scary, and evil about Halloween. He ends his piece with this sobering thought. In life, everything we do has consequences. He says, I encourage you to think about that as October 31st approaches. And on that mysterious note, my friends, I will be right back after the break so that we may continue our trek through the dark side. Keep on the devil, light the candle, everything's alright. Light the candle, everything's alright. Oh, when I was a baby child, shut the door, keep out the devil. Good and bad was just a game. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Many years and many trials. Shut the door, keep out the devil. They proved to be Everything's alright. Light the candle, everything's alright. 
That's what we've come here today to do is light the candle who is the Lord Jesus Christ and shut the door and keep the devil in the night, not in our lives. Okay, now, my friends, in the first part of our show for today, we took a look at Halloween through the eyes of the world. But now here in the second half of our show, it is time to get down to business concerning just what the Lord God and his word have to say about this perpetual time of evil celebrated by the world each year. My friends, though there are many, I really think that this one verse could sum up the whole thought about Halloween if it were the only verse available. And it is where the Lord Jesus Christ himself said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 30, quote, he that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. My friends, what Jesus is saying here is that if you are not as a Christian doing that which is edifying, or in other words, educational unto the body of Christ, and are not bringing glory to God in whatever you are doing, then you are working against the plan that God has set forth in the furthering of the kingdom of God, where you, your life, as well as the lives of those onlookers are concerned. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, Jesus also says, quote, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. He also goes on to say in the second half of that same scripture, quote, ye cannot serve God and mammon. In other words, my friends, one cannot put material wealth or for that matter, anything or anyone above their walk and service unto the Lord God in the spreading of the good news of his one and only begotten Son, who is none other than the Lord and only Savior of the world, and whose name is Jesus Christ, in regard to the fact that he, and he alone, my friends, is the only way to eternal life, which will be spent in heaven, also known as the eternal kingdom of God. We as Christians need to be sure that we are counted separate from all who dabble in the things of the dark side of this world, 
In other words, all things that cater to the camp of Satan, my friends. We don't want to be counted with the children of disobedience or those who are appointed to the wrath of God. That is, my friends, soon and very soon to be poured out without measure upon this earth during the time of great tribulation that commences promptly after the rapture of the saints. My friends, just in case you do not know or understand what the rapture is, it is the time shortly to come when the Lord Jesus Christ will return for all who belong to him at his appearing and who are ready, watching, waiting, and praying for his imminent return. My friends, the word of God tells us that we must be obedient to the Lord, his word, and his commandments, and not to walk in the ways of the children of disobedience, who are, in other words, the children of Satan. Remember, Jesus said, you're either with me or against me. There's no gray area, my friends. When it comes to pondering whether or not a Christian should celebrate Halloween, we have to look no further than places like hmm, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 9 through 14, where Moses is directed by way of God's Holy Spirit to state, quote, When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire, nor that useth divination, or the observers of time, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord." Now, my friends, I wonder how people have decided that the Lord said these things were abomination in the beginning, but suddenly it's different today. I don't think so. It goes on to say, and because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doeth drive them from before thee. Thou shall be perfect with the Lord thy God for these nations, which thou shall possess, hearkened unto observers of times. And unto diviners, but as for thee, the Lord thy God has not suffered or permitted, in other words, thee, so to do. Continuing on, the word of God as well strongly states in Exodus chapter 22, verse 18, quote, Thou shall not suffer or permit, in other words, my friends, a witch to live. Now, I wonder how that changed over the years, my friends. <clears throat> you know, whatever the Lord says, he definitely means. And it goes on to say, and in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31, the very word of the one and only true and living God tells us, regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Now, moving into the New Testament, Paul had this to say, of which is found in Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 25, where he states, quote, this I say, <clears throat> this I say then, walk in the Spirit. It's a capital S, so it means the Holy Spirit. 
Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth after, lusteth against rather the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to the other, so that you can do, so that you cannot do the things that you would, but ye be led of the Spirit. But if you be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Let's do it again. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would do. But if ye be led of the Spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit, my friends, ye are not under the law. Meaning, my friends, you're not going to be doing something that is going to get you in hot water, spiritually speaking, with the Lord God. Now, Paul goes on to say, the works of the flesh, and you notice when it comes to the things of the world, he calls it the works of the flesh. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variances, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such of the which I tell you before, and as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not, shall not, hear those words, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. At the same time, Paul then goes on to point out the fruit of the Spirit when he says, It is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against, he says, such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh, the things of the world, with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit, let us also, he says, walk in the Holy Spirit, or the Spirit, as it's put in the Word of God. To this the Lord God also had John to as well remind us to be alert, or shall we say vigilant, when he was instructed by way of God's Holy Spirit to write in 1 John chapter 2, verses 18 and 19, quote, Little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, now Even now are there many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. When they went out from us, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. So, my friends, as Christians, when you're going out celebrating Halloween and you're teaching your children to do that, you're proving yourself to be someone who claims to be a Christian but is not part of those who really are because you're not following the very word and precepts of God. 
And in, Re- in Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, Jesus said, quote, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. What this pertains to, my friends, is you call yourself a Christian, but yet you're going to go and you're going to celebrate Halloween and doing all the things that are uh, not uh, pleasing unto the Lord. In fact, they're total abomination unto him is what he said, and he hasn't changed. And my friends, as the time, at the time of the imminent return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as it draws near and closer, we as Christians must continue to do the work that the Lord Jesus has called us to do. That being the work of spreading the gospel, which states that Jesus is, as it says in John chapter 14, verse 6, the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes unto the Father except by him. My friends, this means that if you do not have a personal relationship with the Lord and Savior, who is Jesus Christ, there is no way for you to enter into the eternal kingdom of God, which is better known as heaven. Yes, my friends, it is true. We as Christians are to spread the good news of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to all. And as for those who will hear his voice, as the Bible says, they will receive everlasting life in heaven. And as for those who will not hear his voice, they will receive eternal separation from God, his love, his one and only begotten Son, who is the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, and whose name is Jesus Christ. They will as well be forever cut off from the uh, presence of God's Holy Spirit and from all who tried to tell them in this life that they were in need of surrendering their hearts and serving with their lives the Lord and only Savior, who is Jesus Christ, so as not to end up in the lake of fire for all eternity." See, my friends, the Lord God is very merciful and loves each and every one of you with, within the hearing of my voice, my friends, no matter where you are or have been in your life. We all came from somewhere, which is why the Lord has set this appointed time for you to be part of and to hear today's broadcast of Streams in the Desert Live. So that you can and hopefully will take heed of the warning that has been prepared from the Lord God to all who are listening. As the saying goes, from the mouth of God to the ears of all mankind. This warning from the Lord is sent so that you can share it with your friends and loved ones in preparation of being spiritually ready to meet the Lord Jesus in the air at the rapture, or shall we say the catching away of the saints. My friends, as for all those who hear this warning from the Lord and choose to reject it and are left behind to suffer with the unbelieving, godless, and ungodly of this present world, in the wrath that is shortly to be poured out 
by the hand of God, will have no one to blame but themselves. It has been said that no one goes to hell alone. Why? Because if you reject the warning, someone else may follow you. And on top of that, they may never know what you could have passed on to them to warn them. My friends, when we see these things that are coming upon this lost and dying world, the Bible tells us that we are not to fear it. It says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, quote, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So as Christians, my friends, we need to use what the Lord has given us to be ready and warn others. The Lord God wants us to be listening, trusting, and obeying Him through a personal relationship with His one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ. He wants us to read His Word daily, which is the Bible. He wants us to know His Word, know it well, and know it correctly for ourselves, so that we will know what to participate in and what not to participate participate in when it comes to the things offered by this present lost and dying world. And last but in no way least, the Lord God wants his people to be filled with the indwelling power, working and anointing of his Holy Spirit, of which Jesus Christ, his one and only begotten son, said, should be the hallmark of and at work in all the life Uh, lives of all those who are called by his name and can be found in Mark chapter 16 verses 16 through 20 where Jesus himself speaking said quote he that believeth and is baptized now my friends most people think this is about water baptism but right here this particular speech is about being baptized in the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. You will see that as the wording goes along. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs, Jesus said, shall follow them that believe. In my name, Jesus said, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Mark then goes on to record, So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. What were those signs, my friends? They were to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover and that they could cast out demons in the name of Jesus by the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. My friends, the Lord God sent back at the return of his one and only begotten son to heaven 
who is Jesus Christ, the indwelling power, working, and anointing of his Holy Spirit, that the true followers of the Lord Jesus Christ would be able to operate in the power, working, and anointing of the one and only true and living God's Holy Spirit. And it is what separates the true Christian from the rest. This indwelling power, working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit is to be received with the uh, initial evidence of speaking with other tongues, as outlined in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, where it is written, And when the day of Pentecost, or the 50th day, in other words, was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared into them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it was and it set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. One as well sees a reference to speaking in tongues and with other tongues in Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 6, where it is written, quote, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? There's that reference, my friends, that there's two types of baptisms. The first one is you've got to believe first, which is water baptism, as John preached before Jesus came. And then there's the receiving the indwelling power, working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, which Jesus brought with him when he came from heaven. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, Just as all Baptists do say today, we have not so much as heard there whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, What then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. My friends, contrary to popular belief in the world that we now find ourselves living in, it is uh, by way of the indwelling power uh, of the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit that causes the true Christian to be able to endure to, unto death. It is by the same Spirit of God that in times of darkness can and will work through the Christian when they have clad themselves with, as the Bible puts it, the whole armor of God. 
which consists of the helmet of salvation, which is to have the mindset of the Lord Jesus Christ, and only comes by way of having put on the breastplate of righteousness, or as I like to say, right living in Jesus Christ, and by wielding the sword of the Spirit, which is the very word of God. And the picking up of the shield of faith, which is able to deflect all the fiery darts of the wicked, says the word of God. The word of God also states that we are to have our feet shod with the preparation or training of the gospel of peace, which, my friends, initially comes by way of entering into a personal relationship with the Lord and only Savior, who is none other than Jesus Christ, and is gained by asking him, Jesus that is, to forgive you of your sins and to make his home in your heart. But as the word of God proves, we are then to allow God's Holy Spirit to arm us, spiritually speaking, so that we are able to stand against the wilds or tricks of Satan through the indwelling power, working, and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, of which there again makes it possible for us to wield the sword of the Spirit, which is the very word of God. This comes by way of the reading and studying of God's word, which is the part of the armor that covers our steps or feet, as it is stated there again in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15, when it is said, have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Of which, my friends, is as well what makes us victorious in and for the Lord Jesus Christ in the work that he has set before us. And is just another way of saying that through God's word, you will be made bold by way of the power working and anointing of the indwelling power of his Holy Spirit so that you, instead of going out to serve Satan by participating in the things of the dark side in this present world, such as Halloween, can instead go out and talk to people about the fact, yes, the end of the world is, as we know it, is at hand, and that Jesus Christ is soon coming, and that he, Jesus, is the only way to eternal life and heaven. You will be able to ask them the question of, are you ready to meet the Lord Jesus? And if they say no, my friends, then you will be able to guide them and lead them in a prayer of repentance as they invite the Lord Jesus Christ to become the Lord, Master, and only Savior of their life as they ask him to forgive them of their sins. My friends, as I sat typing this word from the Lord God here just one day prior to the world's pagan satanic and witchcraft-filled celebration of Halloween, I was reminded of Paul at Mars Hill in Athens, Greece, of which I have had the opportunity to visit in person. Paul says something here that is indeed very scary, spiritually speaking, but it's also a mystery of God. 
of which most in this present world never even think about, and is found in the words of Acts chapter 17, beginning at verse 22, where the word of God states, Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. He's saying, you guys are ignorant. You just fall for anything, is what it could be translated to. He says, for I, for as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. Him declare I unto you. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelling not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, and has made one blood and has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of all the earth and has determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation that they should seek the Lord if haply or if by chance they might feel after him and find him though he be not far away from every one of us, Paul says. For in him, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends, for in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, We ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by art or man's device. And the times of this, my friends, this is where you need to really listen up. And the times of this ignorance, God winked at. But now, meaning N-O-W now, at the time that Paul said it on Mars Hill, that now and this now. And the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. To turn from their sins, my friends, to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive them of their sins. That's what it means to repent. Because the word of God says, because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness or how they lived by the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends, because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he ordained. There again, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, whereof he has given assurance unto all men in the fact in that he has raised him, meaning the Lord Jesus Christ, from the dead. My friends, the Lord God at one time winked 
at the ignorance of mankind. But the word of God says, since the Lord Jesus Christ went to the cross of Calvary and shed his precious and holy blood upon the cross of Calvary for the covering and remission of the sins of all mankind who have, whoever will, and who are living on the face of this earth right now. He is not winking any longer. He is commanding that everyone, wherever they are, repent and turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world according to his righteousness, who is Jesus Christ, my friends. The righteousness of man is as of filthy rags. It won't stand the test of time. But the one that the Lord God sent, that man whom he ordained, which is Jesus Christ, whereof he has given assurance unto all men, meaning by the death, burial, and resurrection, wherein he has given insurance assurance to all men in that he has raised him from the dead there again by the death burial and resurrection of his one and only begotten son he has promised all men that if you follow me the lord god says through my one and only begotten son you will receive eternal eternal life but if you don't then you're you're on your way to the lake of fire for all eternity my friends today is the day of salvation let me just ask you one question What will you do and where will you spend your eternity if while you and your friends and loved ones are out celebrating Halloween or any other thing, my friends, out gambling, out drinking, out carousing, out committing adultery, fornication, all the things that the Lord has said, where will you be if the Lord Jesus Christ at any one of those times, were to return in the rapture for his bride. Or if your life was somehow cut short during any one of those episodes, where would you find yourself, my friends? Well, if you're in any one of those things that um, is unpleasing to the Lord, that means you didn't just fall off the wagon and go there in one day, my friends. It's been your lifestyle. And so, therefore, if you're not walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, I can tell you where you'll find yourself. You'll find yourself dead and buried until the time of the final judgment of God. You'll find yourself in what is called hell and torment until that final judgment day when you're transferred from hell to the lake of fire for all eternity. Because those who follow Satan and his practices, they will also follow him into the lake of fire for all eternity. My friends, the very word of God just got done saying, the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he has ordained, there, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men 
in that he has raised him from the dead. My friends, all I can say is that you have been warned. The good news is that you can change the outcome of your eternity today by making a decision to serve the Lord Jesus Christ every day of the year so that you will be ready to meet him in the air as soon as he returns in the rapture, which is soon and very soon, my friends. Of which, mind you, my friends, will only be seen by those who are ready, watching, waiting, and praying for his imminent return and will be unseen by the godless, ungodly, backslidden, and unsaved of this present lost and dying world. With that said, my friends, you know, the Lord God has one plan of salvation, and it's through his one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ. People can talk about this and that and the other thing, you know, all these things that they think are going to get them to have on good works, blah, 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 all this stuff. Well, if your good works is outside the realm of walking in a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, eh, it's not going anywhere but to like a fire. My friends, this is what the plan of salvation ordained by God is. And you can read it for yourself. It's in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13. Where Paul writes, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, there it is again, my friends, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, or as I like to say, right living in Jesus Christ. And with the mouth, the word of God says, confession is made unto salvation. For the scriptures saith, whosoever believeth on him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. My friends, the name of the Lord is Jesus Christ. He sent his one and only begotten son in his place to do the work upon the cross for us. And by his spirit, he raised him from the dead. My friends, to return to heaven where he left from to come in the first place and was not even received by the world for the most part. The Lord Jesus and John says, Blessed is he that has believed yet has not seen. So everyone who believes that the Lord Jesus Christ is the only way of escape from the wrath of God does well, my friends, because soon that wrath is begin going to become apparent to all who just won't believe anything God has to say. And so therefore, my friends, today is the day of salvation. And if you would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your, as your Savior for the first time, or if you'd like to rededicate your life today to the Lord Jesus Christ and you make it up in your mind and in your own spirit, and no one can do it for you, my friends, that tomorrow is a new day and it's not going to be celebrated with the devil. My friends, then you can start winning souls for the Lord Jesus Christ. Be ready, watching, and waiting for his imminent return, that we would be ready to be received of him, because 
for us, our eternity begins at the rapture. With that said, my friends, if you would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, please repeat this prayer with me. There's no formula in this prayer. It's a set of words that you can pick whatever words you want. The only thing that you need to be asking the Lord for is ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins from a broken and contrite heart and spirit. And Ask him to teach you the ways of the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit by receiving the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues that you may walk in the power of God. My friends, let us pray right now. Dear Lord God, I humbly come before your throne this day, Lord God, and I bow down, spiritually speaking. And Lord God, I want to thank you for sending your one and only begotten Son, who is none other than the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, and whose name is Jesus Christ, to take my place upon the cross of Calvary. I thank you for that gift, and I thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit that is made available to me after I receive your Son as my only Savior. And Lord, I pray that I will seek you for the indwelling power of your Holy Spirit, as soon as I ask the Lord Jesus to forgive me of my sins. Which brings me to you, Lord Jesus. I humbly come before your throne and bow down. Lord Jesus, I know that you are the one who went to the cross of Calvary, that you were sinless, that you took my place upon the cross. I have eternal life if I would follow you and serve you and be obedient unto you and love you with all my heart. And right now, Lord Jesus, I ask that you would forgive me of my sins, for I know I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And Lord Jesus, I ask right now that you would forgive me of my sins and that you would begin to have me see how to walk in the power, working, and anointing of your Holy Spirit. And Lord Jesus, I know that you're faithful and true to do that which you've promised. And I know that right now, because I've asked with a broken and contrite heart and spirit, that you have changed my life from this day forward, and I will begin to walk with you. I will begin to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly for myself as I learn to walk in the power, working, and anointing of your Holy Spirit, Lord God. And Lord God, speaking of the power, working, and anointing of your Holy Spirit, I do ask that you would bestow that gift upon me now that I have received your one and only begotten Son. Holy Spirit, have your way in my life in this day and forevermore. Teach me to remember all things. Teach me to walk in the statutes and commandments that you have put down in your word, Lord God. And Holy Spirit, have your way in my life from now and forever. In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray, amen and amen. My friends, I do pray that you will ask the Lord Jesus Christ to guide you and lead you in righteousness and bring all things to your remembrance through the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. Believe me, you can receive the indwelling power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit if you will just commit your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. For the Lord God is a God that knows. He is the one and only true and living God, my friends, first of all. And He knows the end from the beginning. And He knows what's in your heart and in your mind and in your spirit. 
minute you give over to him and you walk, you are committed to a walk with his one and only begotten son, he will bestow upon you gifts beyond measure that you have never even thought of in your life, both in the physical and spiritual realm, my friends. He's got something planned, wonderful for each and every one of our lives. We must follow to receive it, though. Follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And with that said, my friends, I must say that if you said that prayer today, you're about a couple of minutes old in the Lord Jesus. So don't head out to celebrate Halloween and give Satan any glory, for he is on his way to the lake of fire, and I don't want you going with him. And with that said, my friends, it's a wrap. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven? 